we are recording. Welcome to another episode of Commusician Pod with Fitz and Sam. Just a word of warning, uh, this episode may contain some swears, uh, as Fitz has had a hell of a morning. Hello. Oh no. Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> How are you? That sounds, that's a weird introduction. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all right, thank you, my friend. I'm all right. Hello to you, dear listener. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so I feel like there might be one or two swears in this episode, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that. I feel like we should probably professionalise ourselves. You know, if I listen to the Peter Crouch podcast, for example, they always have um, celebrities saying, just a word of warning, um, this podcast <laughs> yes, does do. contain adult themes. Um, I didn't think about that in time to get in touch with any of my celebrity friends, I'm afraid. Um, or so all of them. Yeah, yeah. All, all of them, yeah. Um, so it's just me. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we could have our listeners doing it and we'll have just a different listener each week just send in a voice clip. <laughs> That's a great idea. I love that. Um, although we do need to increase the li- listenership because uh, if we're going for a different one every week, we're going to be done in about a month. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, it is, it's it's is... an interesting point that you, you, you've you got straight to there, actually, because we can see um, through where we put this podcast and, and who distributes it for us, um, we can see how many downloads we've had. What we can't see is how many of those downloads have actually listened to. So um, <laughs> if you were hearing this, um, get in touch. Um, I, I reckon just put a message on the socials, uh, add on to the posts. I'm going to add some more stuff onto like our Instagram stories, um, just get involved in them. So we actually know that, you know, we're not just uh, talking to each other. <laughs> well, I, I was, I was going to say, cause it is always lovely. I, mean, I know we're going to come on to um, some listener correspondence, which by the way, I, f- I feel like we need a jingle for, we need a, a jingle for like the mailbag, the virtual mailbag. And uh, we need some sort of a sting slash, um, welcome to the reviews or whatever we'll come up with something jazzier than that <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah Love it. i was going to mention um in terms of listener correspondence um there is a very real chance that if you get in touch with us we will read out your message i'm going to throw mm-hmm. that out there you're not going to be uh, one of billions um so if you want to hear your name on a podcast get in touch give us a shout <laughs> we've, we've done all the hard work we've created the podcast so give us your uh, give us your words. I'm going to say to you, Sam, something that I'm not going to say to our listeners, but um, bore me with your life. How how are things? Uh, it's all right. Yeah, my life. I'm, I've gone, as you know, I've gone back to work. Yes, um, so I saw you in that, the flesh. Yeah, so that's quite exciting. Um, not, what else have I done? Uh, still waiting for the solicitors. I didn't realise how much assholes they can be. Um, I've emailed my solicitor pretty much every day. No offence to any of our um, legal friends listening. Yeah, to the bar, any of, of our solicitor, <laughs> soliciting friends. Um, no, we um, they, they just they just take their sweet time, don't they? For me, buying a house like super exciting. I want to be in there for them. It's just it's just another job. It's just an envelope on their desk, and I really wish you'd hurry up about it. It's um, yeah, I'm starting to pull my hair out. Um, so that's that's the boring part. But then last night I had a really good night. Um, for those of you that may know uh, a musician called Ben Howard, uh, he did a live gig yesterday. Well, it wasn't live; it was a pre-recorded gig. Um, <laughs> but you bought a ticket and then you streamed it, um, and it was it was really really good. It was his new album. Um, it's definitely uh, it's called The White Out. I think the let me say that not like a chav uh, the white out um, and it's yeah it was really good 
um it was it's just like we just sat there with a couple glasses of wine um and it's it's one of those kind of albums that you could just sit and listen to in the background sort of thing it was it was really good um it was very bad like Howard. yeah it was good it was very ben <clears throat> howard's kind of nowadays ben howard where it's slow and melodic and deep and meaningful um and yeah i i highly recommend it if you get the chance to listen to the album um I, we thoroughly enjoyed it nice that's, that's my bore, bore me with your life you sound like you've had a hell of a morning to bore me with um it's uh well first of all i i got to see you this week which was lovely um but yeah no it's it's been to be honest it's been all right so i've um listeners will know that i've kind of um alluded to the fact that i've set up a business so uh, i have worked for our employer every day this week and it has been good um but tiring and busy and i leave the house at like seven get back at like seven so <clears throat> by the time i feed kids and and whatnot any work i do is basically late at night slash really early in the morning which isn't ideal uh so today was a day off from work employed work and a day of um, kind of doing stuff for my business. So the business, um, by the way, I might as well, might as well share, um, is yeah, called On The Job Marketing. Um, and it's basically kind of web design and digital marketing for I initially tradespeople, um, builders, plumbers, electricians and stuff. But I now, have, uh, basically my first few clients are nothing to do with tradespeople, which is really interesting. But so yeah, it's been, it's been a busy old morning. I've been sat in front of a computer, basically building a website. Um, anyone who knows me will know that that is not something I can do. So I've set up a business in an industry that I know nothing about, um, which is is very interesting. It's, it was a, a very interesting choice, but it's it's going all right. And then I took I thought right, I better take the dogs out for a walk before we um, record. And I <laughs> we're over in the country at the moment, <clears throat> over in the countryside at Gemma's parents, and it's lovely. It's nice and quiet, nice and peaceful, but. I take the dogs on on walks in country lanes and some animal slash herd of animals has eaten something last night that they thoroughly disagreed with because the lanes were covered in, um, there, there isn't really a nice way of, of putting this. My dogs ate a lot of shit on the walk, um, <laughs> like a lot of shit, <clears throat> um, which in itself would have been fine. But when I got mm. back, and put them in the garden. They ran up to um, they ran up to one of the kids and just licked all over them. So <clears throat> I haven't shared that information. Well, I haven't shared the first part. Obviously, I was like, "Oh, it's so cute that Eric's licking," um, but now I'm feeling a little bit of guilt. So yeah, um, yeah, probably be fine, what, right? It, I'm sure it'll be fine. But what you've you know discreetly done there is just covered your kids in shit. Um, not my kids. Like, These are the other kids. My the kids other are kids. Fine. Oh, my kids are relatively yeah. shit free. I, I honestly wouldn't bother about it. Like, if it's not your kids, <laughs> then you're all good. <laughs> Actually, my kids are out, so I don't know for certain that they are shit free. But I'm sure it'd be fine. It'd be fine. Anyway, enough enough swearsies. Um, <clears throat> but but yeah. So that was. Uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting week. Like we cracked. Uh, we I say we cracked. We partially cracked potty training. Um, so Maisie's going to be three soon and she's amazing. Like she's so, so clever and she speaks so well, but she didn't walk for a long time, like a worryingly long time. And then one day she's just, just running. She's just gone from <laughs> literally not moving at all to marathon. Um, <laughs> Nothing and to Forrest Gump. 
yeah it's kind of it's kind of been like that with the with the potty as well so um we've it, it's it's a weird kind of proud moment you know, I came home from work and she literally ran up to me with her potty full of wee. And she was like, daddy, daddy, I did a wee in the potty. And I was like, I'm so proud. And then she poured it all over the floor. And, and I was like, ah, <laughs> we're nearly there. But, um, but yeah, so it's, uh, <clears throat> it's been good, mate. It's been a good week. Um, my business is sponsoring another podcast. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Which is quite exciting. And, um, it is a podcast called Lockdown Livelihood with these two entrepreneurs and they've been doing it for a little while and it's actually a really, really good podcast. And anyway, they put out a message at the start of their show and um, saying, if anyone would like to sponsor the podcast, um, we are offering a one month sponsorship for $25. And I thought, I can afford $25. No, I mean, not me personally. My business mm. can afford $25. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to do that, um, which That's was sweet, quite yeah it was good made me think that perhaps we should do a similar thing um see if anyone will what we'll do perhaps is we'll tentatively suggest that if anyone wants to sponsor the podcast get in touch um rates will be similar to to that i would say <clears throat> but if we tentatively suggest it but don't officially do it that way if no one gets in touch then we don't have to talk about it again right <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah so if you do want sponsorship on the podcast just just essentially potentially yeah. one, one sponsorship it's nothing that we're you know overly serious about um but yeah yeah we, i mean we, we will we will say this if you don't necessarily have to be related to comedy or music you know as long as what you do is legal we will um consider you for sponsorship but small disclaimer if no one gets in touch then we are still very much cool but also if it's not legal <clears throat> i'm sure we can find a way to sway it um i'm sure it'll be okay <laughs> like there, there's you can be clever with words can't you so it, you know just get in touch I, if I'm, you feel like it we're not we're not bothered. yeah we're not bothered <laughs> we're cool we're chill we're totally chill um it's twice that we've slammed legal proceedings in uh in however many minutes we've been recording which is, is even for us fantastic work yeah we've we've twice slashed uh legal proceedings and we've covered somebody's kids in shit so it's been a good start to the pod um, welcome so- to commusician <laughs> the podcast where literally anything could happen <laughs> love it love it just to check we did both do the right thing this week right so um <laughs> you you would have watched and reviewed um uh Catherine ryan glitter room Yes. yes, I did. Yes, I did. For yep. you, one for one. Good. And, and uh, you, and you listened to <clears throat> Shania Twain's album Up. I did. Amazing. I did. Which, which, because I remember yes. I, in mm. uh, when I said it to you, I was talking about the different versions of it. Um, mm. Did you listen to different versions of it? I listened to bits of different versions of it. Yeah. So we'll we'll come on to that in a moment. But we're Love we're it. on. We're both on the same page, which is good. And yeah. apologies again for the shambolic attempt last week. Um, <laughs> but before we jump into the reviews, I think we should have uh, we should hear from our listeners, hear from our dear listeners, and see what our um, we've we've had some lovely messages and comments. And I think now would be a, a perfectly time to let's hear from the listeners. What do you think? Absolutely, yeah. We've had some great suggestions as well as what we should look at doing, um, mm. and. I think, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll call some of those out and we'll, we'll go from there. Um, 
Can I start with a message that you you should have seen the message um, from my uh, old housemate and one of my best friends in the world, Johnny Whitaker. Um, have you seen what his suggestion was, by the way, for instead of stars? Mm, yes, I did. Yes, yes, the <clears throat> microphones. Absolutely. So I oh. am a hundred percent on board with that. I think that that is perfect. Yeah. Um, so if anyone else has thought of something, you're too late. You're basic. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're basic. <laughs> so, I, I mean, uh, that's my vote. Anyway, what do you think? I'd vote that as well. So, yeah, five five microphones instead of stars. Because stars is just basic. It's, it's overused. So we'll go to it microphones. Is. Absolutely. And and I, re- and I really like the... Um, the fact that it kind of, you know, it's linked to both. Obviously, yeah. musicians and comedians uh, use microphones. So, yeah, well done to you, uh, Mr. Whitaker. There is no prize, um, I'm afraid, but I know that you have my eternal love and I'm sure that you have Sam's utmost respect as of now. Is that right? We can go eternal love. It does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. Excellent. But no, thank you very much for getting in touch as well. Um, we also we also put out uh, a couple of messages saying like, you know, what's your favourite album? Um, and I would like to shout out a couple of them because we've had some really really great suggestions. Um, so Ollie Dixon was like straight away within minutes had uh, wrote on our Instagram. Um, Bonnie Vare, have you have you do you know Bonnie Vare? I do um, only. Only a few songs. There's okay. one which is probably the most famous, um, which may be a cover. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'm going to look it up um, oh, subtly now. Okay. Well, he, um, while, while you look that up, uh, Ollie suggested the album 22 A Million, um, and it is a phenomenal album. I went to a festival uh, with the band, uh, obviously pre-lockdown, and whilst we were kind of waiting to go on stage, we were just, you know, chilling out, having a few drinks. We went around some of the stalls and stuff. And I actually found in a vinyl stall uh, this album, 22 A Million by Bonnie Iver, um, just sat in there. The double LP vinyl um, album. And it was the special edition. And it was up for a fiver. <laughs> so I was just nice. like, yes, please. Got it home and found out it's worth £150. Um, so I am very, very happy with that festival find. I did take it up to the lady at the cash register and she went, oh, no, this is labelled wrong. And I went, okay, well, how much do you want for it? And she went, oh, the boss isn't here, so I don't know. So I said, okay, well, I'll give you the fiver for it. And she just went, yeah, okay. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, yeah. Fair play. That was a good moment. That was a very good moment. Um, so thank you. Um, it was Ollie. it was Skinny Love, by the way. Yes, yes, very, very good song, very good song. So that and is I do, something of Bonnie Vare that I know. I definitely, I, I'm, I'm edging towards that. But we'll go through the rest of them. Uh, Bryn Thomas um, got in touch as well, um, and he's put out a banger. Uh, I'm hoping that you'd have heard this one, uh, "Jagged Little Pill" by Alanis Morissette. What a album! Yeah, I would. I think we should discuss that at some point because there were some stats around that album. It was uh, um, a very real chance, by the way, that I'm misquoting this, but I believe it was <laughs> one of the most popular, um, one of the best-selling albums, either of like the year or, or whatever. But it's yeah, it's a massive album, one that I haven't heard for years. So that's yeah. a great shout. Nice, yeah. And um, Andrew Lee also got in touch and said Orbital 1991, um, which which I think is a dance album. And I'm I'm not I'm not really into kind of the dance and drama based 
as as much. So I I've never heard it. So I think that might be one for me to to take a look at as well. That's um, an interesting one. <clears throat> I reckon. Have you, have um, you heard it? I'm familiar with Orbital certainly, but um, uh, and where where you mentioned perhaps not being a, a fan of the kind of drum and bass style thing. I don't know what genre Orbital would class themselves as, but. Um, I very much back in the day, probably depressingly half my lifetime ago, um, I used to love going to drum and bass raves. Yeah, it was. <laughs> of course you did. Mate, we, like they are some of my fondest hazy memories, um, <clears throat> you know, going uh, going raving back in the day. But that, that literally was a lifetime ago. But yeah, so drum and bass has always kind of <clears throat> been something that I've I've enjoyed. And indeed, at one point, I <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I got a frog in my throat today. What is um, happening? <laughs> at, at one point, I believed that I could be a drum and bass MC, but <clears throat> uh, my lack of talent quickly pushed me away from that <laughs> as a career <laughs> path. And late nights, it. late nights, couldn't do late nights. But yeah. that's a great shout. Thank you. Uh, they I are great shouts, uh, Mister Lee, legend. Yeah. Nice. Well, the, yeah, great shout. So we'll we'll have a. Th- I'm gonna have a think whilst we continue on with the pod and work out which one I'm gonna get you to listen to. Um, nice. And then Steve Hogarth, in terms of stand up, wrote in, um, and he's put out three massive names. And I'm really ashamed to say I think I've only ever seen one of their stand ups, and I don't know which one it was. Um, so he he put in uh, Steve Martin, Robin Williams, and Woody Allen. And I've I think I've only ever seen Robin Williams' stand up. Um, okay. So. Yeah, I, I'm very much. I remember watching something with Steve Martin um, having a banjo. I think it was part of. I don't know whether it was his stand-up gig or what, but it was very funny. Um, just like a YouTube clip. So, yeah, those three. That that was uh, Steve's um, input for stand-up, and I think they're they're great shouts. Absolutely, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Both um, or all three, I should say, kind of classic old school, for want of a better phrase. Um, you know, comics. And I think that that would be, they would all be good choices. So you will choose for me over the course of the episode, um, either Orbital or... Jagged Little Alanis Pill Morissette. or... Yeah, either Orbital, Alanis Morissette or Bonnie Vare. Um, okay. So nice. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I know I'm, I'm going to, I think I know what you're going to choose, but that's fine. We'll move on to that. And then I will choose out of, for you, and Steve Martin, Robin Williams, and Woody Allen, right? Absolutely, yeah. So Good. Thank, thank uh, you, amazing. everybody that got in touch with those. Um, we really appreciate it. And please, um, I'll put more posts out. But it, until I do that, if you if you feel like you've got a great album that we need to have a listen to, that Fitz needs to listen to because he knows nothing about music or a stand up that I need to watch because I know very little about comedy, um, especially. Why do you this. know very little about comedy, but I know nothing about music. I know some stuff about music. I knows what I likes. You, yeah, absolutely. Um, but what you <laughs> like is a very, very fine line. Um, and, and as for why I know more about comedy, I've been to a couple of your gigs. Um, I think I know <laughs> a lot of, I've been your, to jokes. One of your gigs. Yeah, I've been to one of your gigs, so that's true. You have been to one of my gigs. Um, I also do I need to quick, quick disclaimer, mate. The fact that you've been to one of my gigs and the fact that you know some of my jokes does not bode well if that's your barometer. <laughs> I tell you why. Why I know more about comedy. Uh, season one, Mark Olver taught me everything I needed to know about getting into comedy. So I'm going to throw this ribbon I've got in my hand at my screen and yeah. slap you in the face with a glove. 
Very nice. Very nice. Well, that's, yeah, fair enough. And um, <laughs> you have learned, if any musicians are listening who want to, um, I mean, to be fair, that's, that's a bit of a slam for all the musical guests that we've had, although arguably they haven't actually kind of taught me per se. We've more just had a chat. I'll let you have that one, Mr. Turner, one nil on this occasion, <laughs> but I do have my eye on you. Don't worry about that. Ah, good, good. Nailed it. <laughs> um, cool. So let's let's get into what we've been looking at this week, shall we? Um, last week, last week we started. I think we started with John Mayer last week. So should we start uh, with Catherine Ryan, the stand-up for this week? Yeah, let's uh, let's do it. Sure. <clears throat> so, listeners, you may remember we've talked. Spoke In, about insert this. little Netflix sting, or um, <laughs> yeah. you know, some <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be good. But I'm sure that's not trademarked to like a billion pounds. No, please continue. Good. So. Catherine Ryan's Glitter Room, it was brilliant. It was great. Me and Jodie watched it uh, last night. And I was a couple of wines in. So I was expecting... Now, I'm going to try and be really impartial here. I was expecting... Because I was a couple of wines in, I was really expecting to be laughing out loud. What were you about to say? Right. Go. I was about to say, having watched uh, the Glitter Room and the bit where she talks about her daughter being British and... Um, so cute. She she comes up to me and says, um, do, do you want a day wine or, or a night wine, mummy? <laughs> yes. uh, and I was going to ask if you're having day wine or night wine. <laughs> it was actually, uh, as she says at one point, it was day wine in the night time. <laughs> so, nice. uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, it was it was great. Um, she was fantastic. The jokes that she told, the way that she brought them back. Um, it was it was brilliant. I, I loved um, how she got straight in and she was just within the first 30 seconds, you know that this was going to be a feminist-based stand-up. Um, and it did not disappoint. It was fantastic. Um, her, I thought it was super brave of her. So it said that she, in, in the blurb, it said that she had just come off of a tour and this was like her last show of the tour. Mm. Um, but I thought it was super brave that I, I wrote in here that she had, um, she did loads and loads of crowd work. And at the time that I was writing this, she had spoken to three people by the end of it, I think I counted six. So she had spoken to six different members of the audience. Now, I couldn't see any obvious cuts as to where one joke started and one joke ended. So that was all smooth. So that was incredible. Like, first of all, to do that on a live on like a live show that's going to be your Netflix special, I think is certainly brave. Um, but her wit, how quick she was with those people was just fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. What's what's your thoughts on that? How how can you be that brave on a special? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> you're asking a comedian who's never done a special, so. <laughs> um, but, touche. But I think, you know, from from a comics point of view, or from my point of view, you know, I can only really give my own um, perspective, but the crowd work element of things <clears throat> is, it works in, in two ways, really. Number one is you're bang on, you know. If you can riff a bit or improvise a bit with a member of the public and it it works then you automatically look funnier you know i i compare quite a lot or <laughs> compared <laughs> sad times um <laughs> although fingers crossed you know things come back but but if you are speaking to someone and you can get a laugh from that 
then the audience know it's not pre-rehearsed, it's not pre-planned. And yeah. you you kind of, A, you get a bit of a kind of ego boost as a, as a comic, but also the audience are like, oh, okay, cool. This this act is is brilliant. They know what they're doing. And um, I remember, I can't recall all of the bits where Catherine was speaking to um, members of the public, but what, I think it was her first one. She was speaking to a lady who, she was like, oh, have you... Have, um, have you have you brought him? Uh, and the, the language <laughs> that she uses was really interesting. Do you keep him in the house? Yeah. And um, I think his name was... Um, Joseph. Joseph, yeah. that's right, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and it was, it was very, very funny because she kind of, she asked her name first and then she said, oh, and, and, and what's your name? And he said, Joseph. She said, yeah, well done, well done. Yeah. Um, very kind of condescending, patronising. <clears throat> and, and interestingly, you know, had that been the other way round, that opens up a whole other debate, by the way, which I definitely don't <laughs> necessarily want to get into. <laughs> but I think, um, you know, that style of um, kind of the persona, if you like, of being... Uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? There's there's different types of persona, basically, when you're a comedian and, and the world is against you or you are kind of in charge of proceedings um, and very much, you know, high status, that's it. So high status, low status. And, and Catherine Ryan very much is a high status comic and, you know, she doesn't give a shit, you know, no. what Jane thinks and uh, what you, what anyone thinks really, you know, she... There was she was talking about Jane having seven kids, popping them out, and and there was a bit that she said. Um, Jane was saying to her, "Oh, but you're, you're you know you're you're running out of time. You're running out of time. So I've got plenty of time. I don't have to look for fourteen tiny shoes every day." Yes, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's very good. And and you, you're right on the high status bit because there's the, the section of the part where she talks about Celine Dion. And how yeah, when yeah. Celine Dion met her partner, she was 12. Mate, and yeah. her partner was 38. And yeah. but what the greatest bit about that is she said the only victim in this whole thing is R. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, um... it was it was oh, it was fantastic. It really was. My only this is gonna sound weird. The whole show, this is gonna be my my one bit of criticism against it. The whole show was based around her kind of life as a single mum and mm. it always came back to that which made it for me quite unrelatable because I'm not a parent so if you look at it like I'm I was just trying to look at it from all different angles and actually as not being a parent and kind of not really understanding some of those like kind of parts of that life um, yeah I, I found myself <clears throat> sometimes almost slipping away from it and it would I, the great thing about Catherine Ryan is that her punchlines would come at any at any point like she would be in the middle of a phrase and you're like okay cool we're going to get through this little bit of a story and then comes the joke but actually in her second sentence there is the punchline and it's just in the middle of her paragraph if you like um and it was yeah she, she was very clever in that and i think she i think she may have known that that it's going to be a very kind of single mum feminist point of view but for those people that it might not relate to then I need to hit in those shock factors. And her punchlines were certainly shock factors. Like you say, she doesn't give a fuck. That R. Kelly bit just tore me to pieces. It was it was the, the the bit just before that as well, where she was because she's dealing with quite a you know sensitive topic uh, mm. of Celine Dion being 12 when she met her um <laughs> partner who was 38. 
and before that <laughs> she was like Celine she was building up to that bit wasn't she because she was like oh Celine Dion she's happy she's queen do you know why do you know why her husband's dead he's dead he's dead <laughs> and then then she goes into the kind of um the the the, the bit about the age basically which was yeah. very um funnily but tastefully done in that she was explaining uh, and he was her manager and their relationship was purely platonic um, until the magical night of her 18th birthday when they fell in love. And <laughs> that's the legal bit done for Netflix. And it just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really difficult topic, perhaps, to to cover as, um, you know, it, it, what I noticed about it was that, you know, she is talking at that point about paedophilia, basically, mm. but she... Um, she kind of got close enough to the line that she could make her point, but then that wasn't actually the point of it. So, yeah, I I think, again, from the relatable point of view, which obviously you mentioned, I'm in a different perspective. Obviously, I I am a parent, and um, I can certainly, you know, I can certainly (laughs) see... I love I love my girls. I love both my kids very very much. And if I have any more in future, I love you too. But at the moment, I don't want any more. <laughs> two, <laughs> two is hard work, and and neither of them are yet at the point where they are offering me a beer. And it will get easier when that happens. When I come home from work and they they ask me for day wine or white and um, night wine, that's fine. I can I can get on board with that. But. But yeah, so it's it's interesting that you said that. I think that the relatability side of things is is obviously a challenge that is more relevant for someone of her status, you know, someone, i.e. someone who's gigging and performing in front of cameras, let's say. Yeah. You know, if I ever got to the point where I was recording a show and there were hundreds of people in the audience for that show, then that is very much... I suppose you'd probably have to think along those lines. Whereas if you're me and you know, you gig quite a lot, but to hundred, 200 people. And it's very rare that that would go kind of any further. Obviously my style slash philosophy is a bit different. Sorry. I probably wanged on then, but does that make sense? <laughs> it does. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, uh, she, she was just fantastic. And the way that she ended it as well, which I loved is um, because I'm a massive massive Hamilton fan like Hamilton throughout lockdown one was all I listened to it was all I watched um it was just amazing um and when she starts going on about Hamilton um and she starts singing the song about when he has his love affair um and he meets this girl and then all of a sudden she starts spinning and she goes uh uh-uh. and she, you know she's telling this story about how she stands up in the crowd um and she's shouting back and then she gets kicked out saying i've only ever seen half of hamilton um it was <laughs> it was just gold like you just you just kind of couldn't touch it and and i kind of think about that relatable piece if you hadn't seen hamilton you'd still get the joke you'd still know it because her explanation was fantastic explanation um, yeah, sorry, I should have I should have let that slide, but it was too funny. <laughs> no, thank you. Her, yeah, her explanation was 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 really really great of how the Hamilton music musical works and that part of it, and then why she was standing mm. up. So, um, yeah, it was it was a really really great show. The one thing I'm quite glad it didn't go on longer than an hour, um, because I felt like there was a lot of places where if she had like an hour and a half stand up, it would have waffled. 
but she was very good at keeping it short and concise and getting to that point, but then later on bringing it back. Um, you know, just kind Can of. Can you remember what that's called, by the way? The comedic term, the device. So if you mention something earlier in your set and then bring it back, can you remember it? Don't worry if you can't. Uh, I'm thinking, I'd love to say call and response, but it's not that. It's probably it's close, close. Recall? I don't know. Close. Go, it's no, a callback. Callback. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was very close. Yeah. yeah. But that's good, mate. That's good. Yeah. She had lots of those and it really, really, mm-hmm. really, really impressed me, actually. And I loved the way as well when she was talking about Hamilton and she was talking about the kind of, you know, you could never have a president who was <laughs> misogynist against women. And she just directly, like, just leaves, yeah. that em- leaves that empty space for the whole yeah. room to just work out, wait, that's exactly what we've got going on. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. It was a really great way to end the show. Nice. Um, can I risk you never wanting to record a pod with me again? Yeah. I've never seen Hamilton. What? I've, I've, I've never seen Hamilton. Have you never listened to it either? No. Why? Well, I, 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 I don't really see the point in listening to it if I haven't seen it. Well, I once thought that. Um, I was proven wrong. Um, because the soundtrack, you don't have to see it because the soundtrack tells you everything um and the the soundtrack is amazing you know it's basically a hip-hop musical about a very very white history um and it's it's just phenomenally done um and oh my what i don't know how to respond to this um okay right (laughs) i almost want this to be next week's project but we've got ours set in now so um we will come back to this but i want you to listen to it I really you you have to listen to it, and then I'm going to give you my Disney Plus login. Don't listen Disney, um, and you're going to watch it. I'm going to make you. Nice. We're going to watch the it. Good, we'll listen to it at work. The, It'll be fine. The good news is, from a legal perspective, you don't need to worry um, uh, about Disney because I do have a login for Disney. Um, oh, great! Is it mine? No one needs to know. But the um, <laughs> the point is, I I can potentially get on. Um, to to Disney, cool. All right. Well, I'll, I'll add that. I'll add that to my list. Uh, it is something that I've wanted to watch. I just I just haven't got around to it. So um, we'll we'll add it on there. But good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Well, um, so overall, overall, you enjoyed. That's good. Um, and lo- lots of laughs as well. Did Jody enjoy it as well? I I his I really enjoyed it. But I didn't. I actually didn't. Neither of us said at the. We both said at the end of it. We didn't have a moment where we were like creasing over in laughter. We didn't just have like a moment. Laughs. Just little chuckles. Yeah, through the whole... It was very engaging and it made you want to watch on. She was very, very engaging mm. and she just made you want to, um, you know, kind of find out what happens next with Jane and then find out what happens in Hamilton and what happened to her. Mm. Like, it made you want to go, but it was just uh, a couple of, like, yeah, it was just like, <laughs> that's funny. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So should we do should we do microphone rating now or should we do them both at the end? We'll let's do let's both, do, at, th- both at the end. Yeah. I was going to say the same. Good. Absolutely. T- totally was going to say the same. Obviously. <laughs> definitely. Talk to me about Shania Twain. Um, so it was a it was a very interesting experience listening to this. And I will I will start off by saying that I was pretty hasty, I think, in my in my response. Listeners last week will recall me. I can't really, you know, I can't really dress it up. I was a bit disappointed, to be honest, that that's what you had chosen. And I was like, oh, man. Um, but actually, I was I was very wrong to judge because I listened to it um, several times, but I listened to it kind of on my way to work. And 
And it was actually just really nice kind of feel good music. Right. It was yep. it was unexpected. And the, the first I think the first track is called up, isn't it? Or yes. whatever. Yeah. And I don't know whether this is why it was named up or what, but I felt kind of uplifted a bit. And, you know, I, I walked to work and I remember <laughs> I remember I walk, you know, where I park and I, I walk mm. through a graveyard, basically. And and I was I was walking through this kind of graveyard on my way to work and <laughs> I was like buzzing <laughs> it's really weird i was just like hey this is, i owe sam an apology this is actually this is actually really good and um i yeah like i say I, it kind of was a bit of a learning curve for me because i i went from being very cynical about it to all of a sudden like okay well this is you know he does know a little bit about music sam um and uh it was it, it was a really in- interesting kind of experience listening to it and the I guess my overriding feeling from that was my first impression of it was really positive, which perhaps wasn't the case with John Mayer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I had a negative first impression. It was more a bit like Mayer with John Mayer, whereas with this album from Shania, I was like, boom, straight away, like in the room, straight in. That yeah, sense? and I think I, I it does, and I think that. Um, Shania's earlier work where this comes from um because she I don't know if you know but Shania had a really long time uh off ill um mm. I believe she got Lyme's disease I could be wrong in what condition it was but it whatever condition it was it really took away her voice and she actually couldn't yeah. sing for the best part of about 15 years luckily she's back um and she she has recovered uh, her new stuff I have listened to it's it's all right it probably gives you that kind of John Mayer's first album kind of vibes um but yeah this um this shania uh her earlier stuff it's just phenomenal it's every there's not one bit that i don't appreciate of her of her work before before the lyme's disease as it were um so i'm super glad and i must admit it was quite funny so fitz you actually texted me um the morning after the podcast you ran i owe you an apology this album is incredible <laughs> and uh i yeah i giggled at that yeah I, I um i don't know if i used the word incredible but maybe i did but um it's yeah it's it's very very it was a very unexpected you know pleasant surprise and i think the the songs themselves as i say i mainly listened to the red um one which i think is the pop one right yeah um and it was it was quite poppy, you know, and it was <laughs> did what it did what it said on the tin, but <laughs> but it, it was it did have that kind of uplifting kind of vibe, which as I say, I, I thought was was very interesting. Obviously, she's gone through quite a lot, um, but this was before that, right? This is an older album. This is an older album, yeah. It's before all of that happened. Absolutely, okay. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's. It's weird, isn't it? You listen to some songs and, you know, you said I don't know much about music, um, which is correct, by the way, in terms of like theory and all of that <laughs> shit. But but musical taste wise, I've, I've genuinely got a really eclectic taste in that sometimes I would. And indeed, this morning when I was doing some work, I was listening to like some classical piano and that's that's all good. Equally, on my on my walk with the dogs, I was listening to Eminem and you know it's it really kind of varies depending on on my mood i guess but i do quite like 
secretly, a guilty pleasure, I suppose, is I do quite like a bit of a ballad, you know, a bit oh. of a, like a, a power kind of ballad almost. And yeah. what one was it that was, um, it only hurts when I'm breathing. Yeah. That one, that one, I was, I was a bit like, I don't know. It just, it kind of hit me a little bit. I think it was quite an emotional song and it's quite a kind of interesting um, uh, take on something, isn't it? You know, it only hurts when I'm breathing. Um, <laughs> Bring, Bring Me the Horizon did uh, another song, uh, which was, I can't remember the name of the song, but there's a lyric, good friends stab you in the front. And uh, yeah. I don't know, totally different songs, totally different kind of vibe, but it's almost like that. Is it sarcastic kind of thing, do you think? Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, sure that wasn't intention. Kind of... It, no, I think you're right. It's kind of sarcastic, but it just describes the, you know, the uh, the um, you, the things you can't change. It's just a great way, and I think that's a great thing about songs and and the poetry within them is that you can describe the way you're feeling when you feel completely, uh, you, you know, inescapable away from your own feelings. Um, I think it's such a great way that they can um, they can they can release that in, in songs like that. I'm I'm curious to know because it's one of my favourite Shania songs. Uh, what you thought about Kaching? I absolutely love um, Kaching. Starts Ka-ching. with the, like, the till opening, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't. That's one that I didn't listen to the um, Green Country version of. So perhaps that would have been interesting. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it. I don't know. It, it, it was a good song. It was good. It didn't. It, it didn't kind of grab me in the same way. I think the earliest stuff. Maybe maybe it's because the more I listen to it, the more I kind of it, it may have got a bit samey. Again, I don't mean to sound harsh, no, but no, um, okay. but I had a I had an interesting experience listening to it at work. So we used last week. I don't know. I was really coy about using like terms of things like virtual search assistant and all that shit. But um, we're not the BBC, <laughs> and therefore <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, so we had a home pod there and I asked Siri to play this album. Mm. And there's a girl at work who, who we work with, um, who I won't mention just in case, in case she doesn't want her name mentioned, but she'd never heard of Shania Twain. And you were aghast at that. And I went, mate, that, that doesn't impress me much. And she <laughs> she did not have a clue what I was on about. She didn't know, like, that's the most obvious joke gag ever when you mentioned Shania Twain. She didn't have a clue, and she she just really thought I was being rude. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm joking. It's the name of a song. It doesn't matter that you don't know who she is. Um, it just it baffles me that there's people in this world that haven't heard of Shania Twain. I'm just like, what are your parents doing? Like, <laughs> it's just it's just like, how can you raise a child without Shania Twain? It just doesn't make sense. Um, I mean, I'm I'm raising I'm raising children. Um, I'll I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not top of my list if I'm honest. Well, it should be. <laughs> it, it's perfect like uh road music i love it because um, so, because of you i'll put it on the list thank you thank you so what did you have any songs in there from uh, like that you listened to on the the green the country side and what did you think of the difference that they'd done the again so the up one i listened to that one hand on heart it, it was probably only a couple when it was ain't no particular way yeah. um up and it only hurts when I'm breathing. I actually probably, if I'm honest, I probably listened to the first kind of half of the album 
more than I did the second half, if that makes sense. I did listen yeah, to course. it all through, but there were a couple of times. <clears throat> it's quite a long album, isn't it? It's like 2019 tracks. Yeah, and that's that's another thing in this album that I would have loved to have seen. And I think that they could have definitely got rid of some songs. I think there's uh, 100% some album fillers on here, we'll call it. Mm. Um, I think you mentioned it last week where, you know, you have eight songs, but the the station, uh, the, the record label want you to put out 12. So you're just like, oh, fuck it, have these four. Um, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. And I think that they've, they've got a couple in there. Um but you've also got the side of it they've got 20 tracks in there and this album came out in four different versions so i think that some of the songs that you don't like in the red would actually probably really work in either the green the blue or the or whatever color the other one is um, yeah so there is that side of it as well but no i i'm with you on that but i mean the the it's a very bold thing to do <clears throat> i mm. think to create one album in you know four different styles and um, and and it was good, you know. I enjoyed I enjoyed listening to the bits that I listened to, and I think it's it's quite obvious when it makes a switch to country. You know, it kind of almost slows down a little bit. It's feels like more almost more from the heart, whereas I think yeah. you know the poppy the the poppy element of the red um, version is you know, floor fillers, you want, you want to be kind of on a night out almost or on the road, as you say, kind of, and it's interesting. That's an interesting kind of analogy, I guess, with the country one, you see a classic kind of American desert, not a lot in front of you. And you've just got that kind of playing. Whereas the poppy one would be a bit more urban, a bit more kind of like going through the streets of LA or whatever. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's Sorry, right I couldn't. I couldn't hold that giggle in. Then I'd really tried, but just you describing where you'll be listening to these just that that touched me. That was great. Uh, I mean, I've, no, I've only you... been to America once, and next time I go, I don't know if I'm going to listen to Shania. Uh, no, I think you're right. The, the weird thing is, Shania is a massive national treasure over there, um, and quite rightly so. She is. She, she is phenomenal um, but the country is kind of her heart and it's really interesting that, that i think that's what you said is it feels like there's more heart in the country album and that's because that's exactly where she comes from um you know she she is she is everything country and there's the rock version of this album there's the electronica version of this album and they are really really good but you do think to yourself that actually you know shania you definitely i'm glad that you kept with the country vibes and you've stuck with that throughout all of her work you know she's always got that kind of country country pop vibe around her um and it's thanks to her that we have people like taylor swift and stuff because taylor swift has put out some amazing music and her recent album folklore is is really really good um but there would be no another taylor artist swift. i know very little about by the way taylor swift Just oh amazing that would be great to get into. that would be great to get into um but there would be no Taylor Swift without Shania Twain. Um, so, yeah, I think we, the world has quite a lot to thank Shania for. Um, I think at this point in her life, um, when Up came out, she had had every album was, you know, platinum success. Um, so this one just... It, they had, We've all been there, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> dream of that day. Um, Ugh, another <laughs> platinum selling album. <laughs> but they, it gave her that freedom to do what she wanted, and what she wanted to do was to try 
to experiment. Um, and fair play to her, I think. Yeah, fair play indeed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, as I say, I was I was impressed um, with <laughs> the the vibe. My initial first impression was really good, and I think I genuinely think that that kind of coloured the rest of the album for me. And um, <laughs> ironically, as they are all different colours, <laughs> I've just realised that wasn't intentional. But um, but it's kind of similar to a stand up show, I guess, in that you know if the first bit makes you laugh, then they say in stand-up actually funnily enough that the bits of the show they remember are the first the first joke and the last joke so mm. it shows doesn't it the first impression is very yeah. important and it, yeah. it is and um i think uh, dirty blueprint can attest to that because in our uh most recent ep um our first track we so i'll hold my hands up right now i think my family know this when we recorded that album we got really really high um in the recording studio and about three o'clock in the morning we decided we needed to make an intro uh, what we ended up making was a 30 second long piece of kind of with a rain stick. We had the rain fall and then we had had like one of us was outside, like making the steps of us coming in. Then we like wow. literally got the microphone up to somebody uh, up to, I think it was Charles's neck as he downed a beer um, and it was terrible. And it really does give you that first impression of our album. Um, so <laughs> please listeners, I would love you to go and listen to our most recent album, which is uh, EP, which is gangster life. Uh, you can get it everywhere, uh, but just, uh, just skip track one. Um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> this is a public service announcement from Sam. Absolutely. So ratings then my friend, let's go, let's go to our microphone rating. Yes. Um, the inaugural mi- microphone rating. Um, yeah. uh, well, after you, you were you were first. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Catherine Ryan's show. It was it was great. It was funny, but there wasn't any point where I was curling up in laughs. And I think for for a comedy to get me belly laughing, um, you need five microphones. So I'm gonna give this one a three. I think um, it was it was fantastic. It was great. I loved the angle that she went, but um, there wasn't there wasn't a way in the much of variety away from the single mum and daughter vibe, which just made it that little bit more unrelatable to avoid the four. Fair enough. But three, three's three still very, um, uh, very respectable. And it's not as bad as John Mayer. So yeah, it's great. It's not as bad as John Mayer, who is someone that you love. Um, and <laughs> thank you by the way, for noticing that off mic, uh, I was <laughs> cheekily nabbing a bite of my toasted tea cake, which by the way is now, very cold um but we do it for you dear listener um <clears throat> but yeah on that occasion i, <laughs> I really thought you're going to be talking about it for a little bit longer so if any uh, eagle-eared listeners can get a, a moment of sam kind of almost pausing and then carrying on that's because uh, <laughs> i had my face full of food sorry um <laughs> might as well be real right yeah and um, so the well, the time has come for me to review Shania, I suppose. Um, I would I would say, my being as we're not kind of independent reviewers, we're reviewing it based on our own thoughts, right? Our own kind of yeah. um, feelings and expressions or op- opinions of the album. Um, I think that I would like to award Shania Twain, um, which I'm sure she'll be delighted with, um, three and a half microphones. Oh, very good. Good. So, yeah, I think that it was, you know, John Mayer was um, not, not, it wasn't disappointing per se, but it wasn't like it didn't grab me. But 
the fact that this kind of really uplifted me initially, I think it was too long. Um, you know, I think that it would probably, if it had been 10 tracks, maybe 12 or whatever, and they'd all been bangers, then that would probably have elevated it to a four or four and a half microphones, um, which, by the way, I absolutely love. So thanks, Johnny, for that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just think it was kind of a little bit a little bit too much for me. And, and I think there was a bit, it dragged on a little bit, you know, I'll be honest. But three yeah. and a half stars is, is, I hope, fair. And in the interest of so. balance, just my opinion. Yeah, no, I love that. It was it was a massive experiment. I don't think the album was ever going to get a full five stars from anybody um, because, you know, nobody is going to listen to 40 tracks. Well, 80 tracks, actually, if you put in yeah, all four insane, albums. Yeah. So nobody's going to listen to 80 tracks and kind of review. People have got stuff thing. going on, man. You know, like yeah. we've got lives. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if it was me and I was, if I wanted to do uh, like that kind of experimental album where I do, um, you know, in four different genres, I'd probably just mm. do four songs in four different genres, not 20 songs in different genres. Um, it seems like, yeah, a little bit too much, but I I would agree. That's probably where I would, I'd put it around the three and a half uh, microphones for well, sure. What's even funnier about that, which I've just realised, is that, you know, she obviously must have spent a lot of time creating what is effectively 80 tracks in four different kind of genres. And I'd never heard of it until you mentioned it. You know, if I spent that long, I'd want the whole fucking world to know how much work I'd put into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd expect the whole world to know. But it was, you know, I suppose it was quite a groundbreaking style of um, of, of work. And hopefully, Shania, if you're listening, hopefully you're okay with uh, three and a half stars. Three and a half microphones. Shut up, Fitz. <laughs> yeah, three and a half microphones. Um, before we end. Of course. We can't end yet because we need to work out what we're doing next week. We do, mate. We do. So, um, after you. I... I am I am in two different minds here. I'm going I'm thinking Ollie Dixon's 22 a million with Bonnie Vare is great, but it's an album that I know and I kind of fancy the challenge of something. Well, having said that, I also know Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. Um we're going to go with Jagged Little Pill. I've decided. Um nice. Bonnie Vare Bonnie Vare can wait. So yeah, Bryn, thank you very much for the suggestion. Um that's what we're going to go with. So yeah, this week I'd love you to listen to Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. Um, Perfect. And that's going to be good. What would you like me to go for? I look forward to it. Um, So I would like, I haven't thought of which one we're going to go for. So give me a moment. Um, But we're going to go, we're going to go for Robin Williams. Because um, I think that, I just think that he, you know, his story is so sad in that, you know, he was, universally regarded almost as one of the the most funny and seemingly happy people and um i think i'm right in saying although i might be wrong am i right in saying that there's mental health awareness month is that a thing um uh, it's a great shout um i, I mean if, if if it is i'm not very aware of it ironically um <laughs> but <laughs> uh mental health awareness month is uh may there we are so the it's 
10th to the 16th of May. So nowhere near where we are now, unless you're listening <laughs> later <laughs> on in a couple of weeks. Um, but either way, I've committed to Robin Williams now, so it's going to be Robin Williams. I think uh, that there's there's several specials that you should kind of check out, but I think the one that we're going to go for is An Evening with Robin Williams. And yeah, I think it's kind of quite a poignant, <clears throat> quite a poignant choice, but... Uh, as a comic, you know, he was fantastic and I'm really looking forward to to watching that myself as well. Sweet. I I very much look forward to it. I love Robin Williams. Every film that he's been in and I've watched, it's just been incredible. So I'm very much looking forward to exploring more stand-up. If any of you lovely people have uh, some suggestions, um, any any notes, wh- whatever it may be, we'd love we'd love you so much to get in touch. Um, what we really, really want is to just have you guys input into this podcast and we will just express your feelings. If you, you know, if you're listening to this and you uh, have some thoughts about the two that we've discussed today, pop them in. We'll read them out next week. Um, we'd love to get your kind of input. Um, and as the social media starts building, we'll announce what we're going to be listening to and then we can read out your comments at the same time. So that being said, where can they reach us, my love? Um, oh, thanks, my love. Um, at Comusician Pod everywhere. Um, very excitingly, work has begun on a bit of a project which we will share in due course. Um, but for now, thank you ever so much to you all for your, for your listening, and um, we will very much look forward to seeing you soon. I was going to say something else there, and it's totally escaped my brain. Um, good. <clears throat> good chat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh um no i still can't remember damn it <laughs> well if you've got anything if you've got, um, if you got anything long to uh if you've got anything long that you'd like to say to oh. us and it doesn't fit in 140 characters on twitter uh then email us at commusicianpod at gmail.com that is exactly right and the only other thing i was going to say was if you would like to uh listen to um jagged little pill and watch an evening with robin williams in advance of next week then uh if you do and you want to kind of chat along with us do let us know what you think and we will and we'd love to read out your your thoughts that we would nice one thanks everybody perfect nice thanks man have a lovely day and thanks to you dear listener au revoir Dirty Blueprint. This podcast was brought to you by Fitz and Sam. See you next week.